Tadano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Bro, did you just see that throw by Daniel Jones? I did not. I'm not watching the game. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to turn it off. He literally threw it right into the dirt, like, in front of his feet. Like, I think the, yeah. he was, like, losing his grip or something. What, I mean, listen, Wasn't he Danny Dimes not too long ago? Yeah, last season. Yeah, yeah. freaking New York. Just well, dying it, for a star. It, they, they do that. Uh, they do do that. Sometimes they anoint people a little too quickly, like when Jeremy Lin was, like, the next coming of uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe yeah. after two weeks. Yep, yep, yep. There, there was the that. Unicorn. Yeah, yeah. So there, there is some stuff in regards to that for sure. Um, oh man, like it is wild though that 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 market tends to do that. It is funny though because it's weird because with certain teams they will do the opposite. Like the Yankees, you gotta prove yourself so many times to get any love there, right? Yeah. Like that's the one fan base where they're just like, "No, nah, you gotta keep doing it before we can give you some love." Um, but true. the other teams are like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you." We're the Mark franchise, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I was just like, he hasn't even completed for three hundred yards yet. You're already calling him Mark Sanchez, you know, Sanchez or whatever the hell you, this nickname was. And I was right. like, "What the hell's going on here?" Yeah, yeah, it, it is pretty wild the way that thing works. But um, LZ, let me ask you things. Uh, something. Mm-hmm. Speaking of something that's pretty wild. Um, we just were talking about the Raiders COVID situation mm-hmm. and I, I just want to ask you since we were, we were on that before we went to break and it's about just the kind of the idea that the NFL seems resistant to a bubble, even in the postseason. that just seems like poor leadership to me. It is poor leadership, but you know, the NFL has proven that it has an inability to be proactive in these things. They're a reactionary sort of league. So whether you're talking about serious subjects like, you know, COVID or domestic violence or any of the other myriad of issues they've had to deal with, you know, brain injuries, they just don't get out in front of these things. They would much rather initially deny and then lie and then come around and say, oh, yeah, I guess they shouldn't do that. So that's just the nature of the NFL. And you know, kudos to them because despite that problem with their leadership, they're successful. So I can understand why they don't feel the need to change anything because regardless, they continue to rack in the bucks. No, I, I and I get that. Look, I, I when you it's hard to tell rich people what to do, right? Like that's that's just like a common thread regardless, right? Yep, yep. Is, is that fair to say? Yep. Um it doesn't matter if it's sports or just general business or whatever. But yeah, it, it, it just feels like you know, under an unprecedented situation, like you're willing to fine coaches a hundred grand for not having their mask on right, like John Gruden, for example, right? They did yep. that not that long ago. To not take the extra step to just say, we're going to make sure our playoffs go off without a hitch. I mean, even baseball, okay, who we were unbelievably critical of, okay? Yep. They had a very similar situation to what the NFL is dealing with now, right? A rash of situations when it came to COVID and facilities being shut down and teams being shut down and all that stuff. And then baseball started to kind of take it a little more seriously. And then very quickly after that, they realized, you know what? We can't be missing games during the playoffs. So we need to kind of make that work. Now, football's a little different because you don't have as many games. And I guess you can play with the schedule a little more. But, I mean, are you going to find yourself in a situation if you don't do the bubble if you're the NFL and you don't follow the NBA or NHL or even Major League Baseball's postseason model and find yourself where 
a team may be playing a game without its offensive line on like a <laughs> random Tuesday in the playoffs and then have to pack up potentially and play again on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like that, that just seems wild to me. Well, it's stupid. But as I said, this league tends to do stupid things when it comes to these important subject matter. And I don't know if it's because of ego or arrogance or incompetence, but this isn't the first time we've seen the NFL continuously knock his head up against a wall thinking it's going to get a different result. I mean, just think about how they handled the whole Colin Kaepernick in protesting scenario. If they had let Colin Kaepernick try out for a team and actually play years ago, you know we would have moved on. Everyone would have moved on. Like, they made it worse. And then to compound it, they made the reaction the the point of attack as opposed to their poor decision-making at the point of attack. So they never learned from their mistakes to begin with. And they're going to do the same thing with the bubble. The Oakland Ronas will be playing the yeah. Bucks. Las Vegas, by the way. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. That's the Las Vegas it happens Ronas. all the time. I, look, I still call Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, New Jersey, all the time. Well, you know. And, I mean, the Chargers. I literally – I don't even call them – I just call them the Chargers because I will say San Diego all the time. Well, I'm with you. You know, it's like let's just stick with the nicknames. But, you know, I want to go back to one thing that you said, George, that I thought was really important that we should probably flesh out a little bit more. So if you only had a choice between Twix and <laughs> Kit Kat, which of the two would you choose? Because you seem very passionate about both. Um, I'm gonna go Kit Kat because I think it's it's like a an, you know like a youth thing. Um, Kit Kat was my was probably my favorite when I was younger. So even though I like Twix, I think I would lean towards Kit Kat. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wafers, huh? Wafers, yeah. 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 Yeah, wafers. I listen. I I, I don't understand this uh, this negativity towards Kit Kats. To be honest with you, it's the wafer thing, man. It's the, I mean, there's it's a cookie the, in the Twix too. But see, cookie sounds like dessert, right? Wafer sounds like chocolate and cookie. That sounds like dessert. Wafer sounds like some British stuff you're supposed to dip in your tea. Right. Right. I oh, mean, they got, oh, they got an interception. I mean, uh, so Michael Bodmer was one of the producers of The Jump. Um, just text me. He said, Kit Kats are trash. Bad choice, George. There you go. It's settled. What if they're both trash? They are both Wait, trash. Wait, you don't think right. Twix is good either? No. No, tricks, tricks are terrible too. All right, yeah. let's ask Mac. Terrible taste in candies. Let's ask Mac. Mark Anthony K of the LAFC. Mac, do you like Kit Kats? I'm sorry to tell you i'm not a fan of chocolate so whoa whoa what yeah no chocolate at all no man i had a bad experience when i was a kid and then just kind of just stayed away from it ever since what was the bad experience (laughs) well uh me and my best friend at the time it was like thanksgiving and i think like heinz came out with like some chocolate ketchup syrup or something like that and we put it on our, like, turkey, and I puked. And after that, I kind of stayed away from chocolate. So, yeah, 20 years sober of chocolate. Wow. Man, come on. Yeah, come yeah, I know. Come on. That's like saying I went to Vegas one time and got a hangover, <laughs> so now I'm never going back to Vegas. 
Yeah, I mean, ooh, man, that is like only Laura. Laura, you're the only other person other than Mac now that I know that actually doesn't eat chocolate. Like now, you found someone. Uh, we found someone else that doesn't like chocolate. How do you feel now? I'm there, very there's excited. More there. There's, there's more Mac. There's, there's more. more of you. For sure, hundred percent. You just, you know, they're they're hiding away right now in silence. You know, because but I'll break it through for all of them. You've come out of the chocolate closet to let us know there are people out there who don't eat chocolate? <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, I wanted to ask you this because LZ brought up the, the word balderdash earlier. Did you ever play that game in Canada? No, I think it's an American game. No, it says it was made in Canada. Toronto, really? eh? You don't even know oh, your history. Well, I only heard about it since I moved to the States. Yeah. You guys didn't play balderdash? Yeah. You know who's playing balderdash in Canada? The chocolate eaters, probably. <laughs> You probably weren't invited to the Boda Dash games because you don't eat chocolate. <laughs> oh man, man, Mac, we were we were feeling you for so long, and then I the know, chocolate. I know, man. Gosh. How are you? Speaking of feeling, how are you feeling? How's your injury? Yeah, I'm good. Today was a good day at training. Got to do some uh, zone five running, some zone four running. Obviously, still trying to deal with the swelling, but progressing quicker than we thought. Uh, so positive, positive right now. I mean. On a scale of one to ten, like, are you in pain? And if so, where is it? Um, it's more discomfort than pain. Um, so I'd say like maybe a three out of ten. Um, and it's just more of the swelling around my ankle at the inside and the outside, like so the whole ankle pretty much. Yeah, yeah that that sounds pretty much that sounds like pain to me. I mean, I would have pain. Yeah. You. You would have discomfort because you're a professional athlete, but I think normal people like us, yeah, well, like me, painful. yeah, that would be yeah. painful, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's just swelling. It's just tightness, you know what I mean? So it's not like initial pain where you get hit and it stings. It's more of like, uh, okay, my ankle is not 100%. Got to yeah. get used to this weird feeling for a while. Yeah, and like scar tissue and all that stuff. You know, yeah, dark exactly. chocolate has anti-inflammatory properties. Oh, there you go. Dark chocolate specifically has anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah, How about you give I that know. a try? I tried it this year, guys. I tried it. Trust me, the the sports scientists tried to get me dark chocolate. I tried to eat it for sports purposes, and it didn't work out too well. Did you throw so up I then, had, too? I like, a small, small allergic reaction. What? I, I, you, you threw up again? No, I didn't throw up. No, no, I didn't throw up again. But I think because my body hasn't, like, digested chocolate in so long, it's become, like, <laughs> almost like, what's the word? Is it immune to Not immune to it, but it just doesn't, you know, yeah, yeah. Doesn't digest it. Yeah, it doesn't digest it well. Right, yeah. Laura, yeah. are you also so, like, choco intolerant? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. That oh is so gosh. weird, but so it's, cool. It's like those people who don't eat gluten. Right, and then like they don't eat gluten for so long, and then you give them a piece of bread, and their body breaks down because they their body just learned how to deal with life without it. So yeah. similar yeah, to but, that. But you know, a lot of those people who are gluten free are just doing it because you know it's the it cool thing to do. Sounds right now. cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, and then there's no turning back if you do it for too long. So got to be yeah. careful. Yeah, you do. You do have to be careful. Um, you guys had a, a your your squad had a pretty good match. Uh, you came out of a tie with Portland last mm -hmm. week. Um, how did you feel that you guys fared? Did you feel you had a, you, you probably should have come out with a victory there, or were you satisfied with the tie in that one? I think we created a, uh, some good chances early on in the game. Um, Portland in Portland is always a tough match, you know what right. I mean? And they sit second in the league, so I think the guys did a really good job to go there and just fight and to get a point on the road 
with missing 10 players who are usually starters, like that's massive. And I think it just added a little bit of uh, a stronger mentality and improved character to the, to the overall team, especially the young guys who came in and, uh, you know, changed the game for us. You know, obviously everyone always is excited here in LA when you face off against the galaxy, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, empty stadium. Does it lose the juice? Or are you guys, do you not need the fans to have the juice just because they are the rivals regardless? Yeah, you know, it's tough um, when you think about it. I think the fans are, are massive. You know what I mean? I, if you give me Galaxy with fans or Galaxy without fans, I'm obviously choosing fans in the stadium. But because there's so much, you know, excitement towards this game, uh we're, we're able to get ourselves ready without the fans. But uh, we would love if they were there for sure. The next one is a big one, as you heard there. Crosstown rival LA Galaxy, 1230 Pacific time at the Bank of California Stadium here on 710 ESPN and live on ABC television. So if you're not oh, in your wow. car, if you're at home, you can watch it on ABC7 here in L.A. Mac, always a pleasure, brother, even though you slightly disappointed us with the chocolate stuff. No, 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 no. no. Wasn't slight. Wasn't a slight disappointment, George. Hey, I'm always George. keeping it real with you guys. You know what I mean? You do keep it real. They're we do. And that, that was my point. This happy. They're yeah. happy because they're like, wow, yeah. he's like me, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm trying to be a relatable. That, that was going to be my follow-up, was that you do keep it real. So I will at least give you that for sure. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking at you differently. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to hug the next time I see you, LZ, okay? Uh, Come on, man. Oh, no, know, man. You don't eat chocolate. You like wafers. You don't play Boulder Dash. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> All right, Mac. Take care, brother. All right, guys. Have See a you. Good one. All right, LAFC Galaxy, 1230 ABC, uh, and, of course, 710 ESPN. You can make sure to check out that match on Sunday, 1230, again here on the station and on ABC television. All right, LZ, you and I coming up next. It is time to play the picks versus the spread. So here's what we need. Caller 7 right now, 888-710-ESPN, 888-710-3776, will win a cooler from Corona that's worth $200, and then you will play the picks versus the spread game with us. So we'll have that in just a few moments. Stick around. Sit down on LZ with you here on 710-ESPN. Missy. Big game three tomorrow right here on the station. LZ, we have another hour of power tomorrow. Oh, wow. We're back to normal. <laughs> yes. What? It feels as if the three-hour show is now the special and the it, hour of power is actually our show. It does feel like that, but that won't be the case for um, after, in a couple of weeks. Like after We're going to be World back Series? to doing these three-hour extravaganzas, including the extra 15 minutes or so with Scott Kaplan, which not won't happen tonight because we have Rams All Access after us at 7, and then Cap is coming on after them. It's so weird. Like, we were overrun with sports statistics for, like, two months, and now pretty soon it's just going to be back down to one. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to be football through February, and then hopefully the NBA comes up shortly after that. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. If nothing more than just, you know, preseason. Give us something. Yeah, for sure. All right, it is time to play Picks Against the Spread, brought to you by our friends at Corona Extra. Our game day beach is back. Always – Always enjoy the game with Corona Extra, an official cerveza of the Los Angeles Rams. Actually, let's put that on hold because, as we mentioned earlier, 
My, our pal Alex Rodriguez, the voice of Sunday Night Baseball. And, of course, you can check him out all postseason on Fox Television as the World Series is going on. Alex, how are you, buddy? How are you, my friend? All good, all good. Uh, listen, I got one thing to say before we even get to baseball, okay? Now, look. You are always dressed to the nines, okay? You have great style on set. Uh, your, your suits are impeccable. What are we going to do about the fact that your boy David Ortiz, Big Poppy, his suits look like something that looked like my abuela's couch when I lived in Hialeah, Florida? What are we going to do about that? Uh, we've been telling him that, but he, he always says he, he's so fresh that he's clean. So we'll go with that for Big Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> um obviously you know one of the big stories surrounding you personally was the you know the failed bid attempt to buy the Mets now you said you would have raised the payroll up to 225 million but we're looking at the raise and their payroll is about ten dollars so, <laughs> so do you think money is truly the key in order to have success look I think resources are are a big part of it um you know, when you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, even though they have the 28th payroll, if you look at that same team and you fast forward to 2023, you realize that Tampa's payroll is really more like, you know, 180 to 200, but they've cut some great deals. Uh, they've turned some careers around, and they have three number one pitchers uh, while the Dodgers only have one and they have the second payroll. So a lot of it is talent. They spend the resources really smart. Their analytics department is fantastic, and they understand their role. They know how to play their chess game, and they lean into it. Uh, I have more issues when uh, big, big conglomerates like the Yankees or the Dodgers or Amazon. Look, Amazon is going to do business the way Amazon does it. A starter in Silicon Valley is going to do it another way because they have to. They have to be grittier. So that, that's how I see it. Alex, let me ask you this in regards to the bullpen game. And look, I totally understand the reasoning behind it. Uh, I understand how, you know, the, 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 the lack of arms. Like, I get the math part of all of this. But it just feels weird. Call me a traditionalist. It, it feels odd to me to see a bullpen game in a World Series. And look, Tampa's going to do it too, okay? They're going to do it in game four. But what do you make of that strategy of the bullpen game at this stage? I, I hate it, and it doesn't work. Um, you know, I understand the Brewers in Tampa, they have to do it. They, they have limited resources like we just spoke about. But when you're the big, big teams, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs, uh, you have plenty of runway to set up your young pitching to be able to pitch you four, five, six innings. Uh, you know, I saw a kid like Jabba Chamberlain who had the brightest future in the world, and he did not know whether it was coming, going, long man, short man, bullpen, and, you know, he'll be the first one to tell you that he was confused. When I see a young man like May who is a world-class talent, I feel bad for them because he doesn't know whether he's going or coming, and the one statistics that people don't talk about enough is comfort. In players, we like to sit at the same table. We like to eat the same food. We like to be in the lineup at the same time. It's such a high-failure sport that if you have a moving ground, it's only going to make you worse and more unstable. I believe that the team that's healthiest, that is most sta stable and comfortable, ends up winning at the end. 
You know, one of the things that's really been impressive about the Dodgers this season has been their newfound patience at the plate. Is that just an optical illusion, or do you as an expert also see them, particularly like a Cody Bellinger, not always looking for the home run? Yeah, I think being patient at the plate and not trying to do too much, it's like golf. Like You can't just have one club, a driver, and think that's going to be a sustainable model. Uh, the way I look at it is you have 14 clubs for a reason, and I think the Dodgers this year are using every club in their bag. I've seen Will Smith you know, chip a ball the other way for two ribbies. Uh, I see going the other way. Their walk rate is up 30%. So for, for the Dodgers specifically, when they walk more and they hit home runs and pass the baton, they're on their A game, and that's what they've been this postseason. Alex, I thought you and Alex Rodriguez joining us here, of course, the voice of Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, and of course, uh, one of the voices uh, on Fox's television broadcast of the World Series, him, Kevin Burkhardt, David Ortiz, and Frank Thomas. Um, you guys did a really good breakdown the last two Clayton Kershaw appearances. The previous one in the NLCS where he struggled, right? And you guys did a fantastic job highlighting about how he kept pitching inside and how he doesn't give in on three and two, and it just makes it easier for the hitter. But in his most recent appearance, you guys uh, highlighted how he did mix it up more and how he was pitching in different locations and, and kind of keeping hitters off balance. Why do you think a guy like him falls in love with some of the stuff that you highlighted in the NLCS? Because it has been something that we've seen consistently from him over the years. Yeah, look, I think good is enemy of great. I think when you think about postseason, uh, I always believe that you, you win with finesse and brains, not you know being stubborn and just power. And he's also 32 years old. He's no longer 23 or 24 where you can blow people away. But look, in basketball, I always come in a fast break and I pull up at the, at the foul line and I take the same shot over and over and over and over again. At some point, they're going to block my shot because they know I never use a head fake. Uh, everything in, in, in sports is about, you know, surprising the opponent, being uh, a chameleon. Uh, and, and I think when you come at it the same way all the time, that's why he's given 27 home runs in his career in the postseason. Not one has gone the opposite field. That is a remarkable stat. What I like about what he did about game one is he was more democratic. He pitched away. He pitched in. He pitched up and he pitched down, and the results were terrific. You know, you and Clayton have something in common in the sense that a lot of people criticized you for having a performance in the postseason that didn't look like your regular season for a number of years. From your perspective, what was different for you once you finally won that World Series versus hearing all the boo birds prior to that? Because that's obviously going to apply to Kershaw as well if he's able to get the job done tonight or this this year. Look, I, I, I make Clayton Kershaw, when it comes to stubbornness, look like an elementary student. <laughs> uh, I was so much worse than Clayton Kershaw. And uh, I was making similar mistakes where I wanted to do it my way with power, being stubborn. And what I realized was that I had to change. And I got more with finesse and with my thoughtful approach and taking my walk and trusting my teammates and not having to be the guy uh, that oh nine I let the game come to me, I relaxed a little bit, and I brought some levity into my game and my life, and it just made it a lot easier, less robotic, 
and more human. That human side is what helped me get the world championship. Yeah, look, I, I think that it, you know, it's a huge weight off anyone's shoulders, right? You know, whether it's yourself, I, you know, guys historically, LeBron James, we've seen a lot of guys go through, heck, even Michael Jordan. We saw it during the last dance. People forget uh, back in the day that he was a guy that was criticized as well early in his career, and that's just the way it goes for superstars, and, and Clayton is in that particular category. Uh, Alex, how, how did you feel about this series before it started, and what have you seen during the series that may reinforce what you believed or maybe changed what you believed before the series started? Look, I mean, you have David versus Goliath. You have the number two payroll against the 28th payroll. Um, For the national audience, they they don't realize how good Tampa is. They're resilient. They're not going to be intimidated. They already knocked out number one payroll with the Yankees, the number four, and now they're trying to do the same with number two. I think the Dodgers made a mistake yesterday by going bullpen. I would have loved to see Walker Bueller keep the momentum. The Yankees won game one against them, 9-3. to three. They came into the bullpen uh, game and game two. Tampa Bay won, and, 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 you know, Yankees are home, and Tampa Bay is playing for a world championship. So my, my only thing for the Dodgers is if you get momentum again, put them away, do not mess around Three-game three rest is okay in the postseason. I think it actually uh, pitchers can pitch better because they're not as um, charged up. Uh, but I still like the Dodgers in six or seven. Um, Alex, you know, I don't want you to get too political, but it is debate night, and we have been having a conversation, our team here. Do you like Twix and do you like Kit Kats? <laughs> Which one, Alex? <laughs> Say it again. What are my choices? <laughs> Kit Kat and Twix, are they on your your favorite list? Um, I have to think about that. Uh, Georgia, what'd you pick? I want to know. What uh, you see, think. I was a Kit Kat guy growing up. You know, as a kid, that was my favorite candy bar. LZ's making fun of me because he says that you know that it's got a wafer in there, it's and got I'm a like, wafer, so what, Alex? It's a wafer. He says it doesn't sound tough enough I, that I should have a tougher was, sounding chocolate candy. I, w- I was a Snickers guy, so there you go. <laughs> See, Alex. So, see, so his Snickers is more manly than my Kit Kat, is what you're saying, LZ? You feeling a little insecure because uh, maybe, maybe I am. Wafer maybe boy, wafer boy. Yeah, is maybe that's I what am. This is? Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Snickers, it is. Snickers in the year of 2020. <laughs> hashtag Snickers. There it is. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez, uh, the great Alex Rodriguez, the voice of Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, of course, the voice of Fox Television during the World Series as well. Make sure you check out him, uh, Kevin Burkhardt, Poppy. David Ortiz and Frank Thomas uh, before and after every game. Alex, thank you so much for the time, my friend. Good catching up with you. Talk to you soon. Thank you very you much. You got it brother. anytime, guys. Bye-bye. Take care. There he is. Alex Rodriguez with us here. All right, LZ, we got one more segment to go. We had to put the picks on pause. Uh, Laura, do we still have uh, the young lady on hold? Okay. Our friend Lily, who won the cooler. Congratulations to her. She will do picks against the spread with us in our final segment coming up in just a second. So we will have that for you. Sit down on LZ. Final segment with you here. Thanks to Alex Rodriguez for joining us there. That was fun. Yes, the snicker-eating Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, he went off the board. Yeah, went off the board. None of of that wafer stuff that you and my husband (laughs) like. I didn't even know I was married to a wafer eater until now. Oh, look at that. Steve Steve, and I. Simpatico. Yes. How do you say wafer in Spanish? I don't know. Exactly. No, galletas, galletas cr- uh, cracker, yeah. right? No, it could be anything, though. Hold on. Wafer in Spanish. I'll just Google it. You're Googling wafer in Spanish? I don't know what hot. I don't think there's a word for wafer necessarily. Is it because Latinos <laughs> it says be here, bothered oblea. with the wafer? Oh, it says oblea. I'm oblea? I've never heard of that. That's <laughs> why I'm saying. Like, I've never heard <laughs> of that. We need Jorge. He'll know. 
No, it's, hey. it's what are you saying? <laughs> more than not real? <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm not Mexican. I don't think enough? he's trying to say it. I think he did just say it. Yeah. I mean, I, what did I just send you, Greg? What did I no, just send you? I know, but hey, just admit, vie. Jorge takes away your Mexican card all the time. Yeah, he well, Jorge was born over there. You so. sent the candy, the the Mexican candy, Duvalin. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Greg said, "What is that?" Right. You sure did. Well, I'm a, I'm a white boy from the valley. Like, don't you blame that on your race. Bro. Don't you dare blame that on your race because you don't know what this candy is. Yeah. Did you know what that candy was, LZ? I mean, it's a candy. It's, it's very candy. obviously looking like a candy. Yeah, I wouldn't say what is that. It's a, it's All right, candy. we got to do pigs against the spread. All right, where's our friend Lily? Lily, how are you? Hi. Lily in Monterey, uh, Monterey Lily? Park, is in to play picks with us. Uh, so do you know how to play the game? I apologize. Not really. Okay, that's fine. I, I will. Ex- I will explain. Really, it's got- perfectly fine. We don't. We know how to play the game, and we keep getting beat by the callers. So don't right. you even worry about it. Right. So exactly. So you're already in in better shape than us, and we've been doing this for weeks. Uh, but by the way, this segment picks against the spread. Laura, if you want to hit the music, is brought to you by Corona Extra. Our game day beach is back. Always enjoy the game with Corona Extra, an official cerveza of the Los Angeles Rams. So, Lily, here's how we play the game. We have five games for you, okay? And you have to pick right. the games against the spread. You're familiar with how to pick games against the spread? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just like you were in Vegas. But here's the thing. Since there are only five games, we have a point system. And the way we do that is, since there are five games, there is the game you are most confident in, you assign it the number five. The game you're least confident in, you assign it the number one. And then so on and so forth in the middle, two, three, four. Um, So I'm going to read to you the games just so you can have an idea of what the games are and you can kind of already have uh, start conjuring up your strategy. So the first game is the Rams minus six and a half against the Bears. So six and a half point favorites, the Rams on Monday Night Football against the Bears. The second game, is the Chargers. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, That game is here in L.A. The Raiders is the third game. They are in Las Vegas, and they are taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game on the road. The next game is the Seattle Seahawks. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. And then our last game is the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Tennessee is a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So are you ready to play the game? Sure. All right, let's do it. First game, Rams minus six-and-a-half against the Bears. I'm going to start with LZ. LZ, you're going to go what? Tell everyone what you do every week. Rams five. You, the Rams, and that is your five. Every week for years. Yes, I understand that. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with Greg next. I'm going to let you go last, Lily, so that way everybody can kind of get their picks and you can kind of get a feel for it. Uh, Greg, go ahead. I'm going to take the Bears with four. Okay, you took the Bears plus six and a half, and that's yep. your four. Lauda. I'm going to go with Bears three. Bears plus six and a half, and that's your three. I am also going to go with the Bears plus six and a half, and that is also my three. Lily, where are you going? Rams minus six and a half or Bears plus six and a half? Rams. Okay, and what number would you like to assign that? Four. Okay, a four. Next game. Well done. Chargers minus seven and a half against the Jaguars. LZ. Chargers, four. Okay, Greg. 
Um, I have the Jags one. Okay, Laura. Jags five. I'm going to say have Chargers. Have you seen them play? Uh, yeah, they're bad. <laughs> have you I'm, seen the Chargers play? The Chargers are better than that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Chargers minus seven and a half, and that's my two. Lily, where are you going? Chargers two. Okay, cool. Uh, third game, Raiders versus the Bucks in Las Vegas. The Bucks are two and a half point favorites. LZ. I'm going to go with the Bucks, and I think that's my two. Yep, uh, yeah, that's your two. That's okay. Two. Uh, Greg. I'm taking the Raiders, of course, and that is my two. Okay. So confident in your Raiders. Uh, Laura. Tom Brady, man. Laura. I'm going to do Bucks, too. Bucks and two. Mm-hmm. Bucks. I'm going Bucks minus two and a half, and that is my five. That is wow. my lock mm. of the week. Uh, wow. Lily, where are you going, Raiders or Bucks? Bucks, three. Okay, there you go, Lily. I like the authority behind that, too. (laughs) I hope you win, Lily. Uh, Next, Seahawks, minus three and a half versus the Cardinals, LZ. Go Hawks, and that's my two. Okay, Greg. Uh, I am taking the Hawks also. That's my five, big old fives. Okay, Laura. Seahawks, one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, and that's my one. Uh, Lily, where are you going, Seahawks or Cardinals? Let's go Seahawks, two. I you think you're used to, yeah. right? You have one in five. You have, you have one, one in five. five left. We're not the Houston oh, Astros. We don't like cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's go Cardinals one. Okay, there you go. Um, last game, Steelers and Titans. The Titans are one and a half point favorites. Uh, LZ, where are you going? I'm going the Titans, and that's my one. Okay, Greg? I'm taking the Steelers, and that's my three. Laura? I'm doing the – well, I'm taking the Titans, and that's my four. Okay, I'm going to take the Steelers, and that's my four. Uh, so, Lily, you have a five left, and it'll be Steelers or Titans? Titans. Okay, there it is. So, congratulations on winning the Corona Cooler. Uh, do we have all of Lily's information? Okay, Not so yet. here's what we do, Lily. We're going to put you on hold, and Laura's going to take down your info, okay? Thank you. Love you, guys. All right, we love you, too. Love Thank you, you too. so much. Okay. So we'll put Lily on hold. Good luck. And by the way, if Lily wins, if she beats all of us, she gets to come back next week. She doesn't get a second cooler, but she gets to come back. We'll give a cooler to somebody else. Yeah, so. Do we get coolers ever? We don't. We don't get the coolers. Not us, no. Hmm. Yeah. That's we do have a minute here before we go. Do you have anything else to add before we are done to toss it over to Rams All Access today? Yes, I would like to apologize to all the Twix eaters who have been listening to me bash <laughs> their wafer candy. I Are they am, mad at you? You know, I'm I'm sorry that you eat wafers for dessert. Oh. Well, I don't think Twix are wafers. Your Kit Kat is what you're Kit saying. Kit Kat. Yeah, fans. Kit Kat. Yeah. 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 And and of course, rest in peace, Miss Cleo, even though she's been she's since passed fourteen years ago. Call me now. Call me now. <laughs> we, we really we uncovered that like it was yesterday like it was today's news. I don't know why why didn't we even start talking about Miss Cleo today? It, I don't even remember why we started talking about Miss Cleo, but I'm glad we did. I am too. I think she anchored the show. She really did for a minute there. There was no (laughs) question about that. All right. Thanks to Lily. Congratulations on winning your cooler. Uh, Thanks to Alex Rodriguez. Thanks to Mac. Thanks to Keyshawn. Thanks to Clinton Yates for stopping by. LZ, great work as always. Great work, brother. All right. Excellent work by Laura and Greg as well. Rams All Access is up next. We will talk to you tomorrow for the Hour of Power beginning at 4 o'clock. Call me now.